Uh, anyone have a good bit to start with? Because I didn't come prepared. Uh, I didn't either. Holty, this is you. Bits, come on. You're the bit guy. I don't know. I can't think of I can't I can't think of one else. I have a good one for the end, so don't steal it. Okay. Um, um I'm trying to think of like the big quotes and not just like passing quotes I love in that movie. Pottery breaking noise. <laughs> <laughs> oh, we can actually just break something in there. If, if we, it's not. Yes, Man, the we, ceramic breaking sound. If we, yeah, if we could if we could just add the ceramic breaking sound at the beginning. <laughs> you know, when, when Hootie oh, can't come will. up with a bit, it's a real wet hot American bummer. Whoa. Uh. Oh, man. <laughs> Brutal. No way you're getting 61 seconds after that. <laughs> no, sorry. Thanks for listening. Anyone who's tuning out already, uh, you gave it a try. It's great to podcast even for an hour. That's the end. Damn it. <laughs> That's after we do an hour. <laughs> How could you not know? <laughs> You know the episodes are about an hour long. As I was saying it, I was like, this is definitely what his ending bit is, but I'd already start saying All right, whatever. You guys, as you guys know, I don't know how to start the podcast yet, so it'll either be starting at the end with the best joke that was going to happen in the entire 70 minutes or so, or it'll be something along the lines of Welcome to Late to the Movies. My name is Ben Holton. This is a podcast where my friends and I get to fill in our movie blind spots every week. We'll pick a movie that either I or a guest hadn't seen before and really should have by now. This week, continuing Summer Camp Month, uh, the uh, fourth edition of Summer Camp Month, it's Wet Hot American Summer. Your guest this week, my guest this week, everyone's guest this week, left, right, across your podcast, uh, podcast dial, we got Sam. Hello. Bree. Hello. Colin. Hello. And Vaz. Hello. And uh, yeah, this is uh, this is going to be a fun one. We're, we're on another Mondo episode. It's the third or fourth time we've done a five-person one, so... Uh, if the sound quality is bad, that is Sam and Bree's fault. You're welcome. They're the ones that are sharing mics today. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, but it, it should be fine if they know it's good for them. So um, be- before we get into what is one of my favorite movies, we always on this show like to talk about just, you know, stuff you've been watching lately. Fun stuff, interesting stuff, boring stuff that you thought was bad. I don't know. Anything. We've expanded the definition to include literally anything you've watched since the last time you've been on the podcast. Which for Colin just means, I guess you have a few decades to pick from. But um, yeah, anyone watch anything good recently? Uh, I saw, I finished watching uh, Nathan for You. Nice. And that series finale. Oh, very, very, very good. Have you have you uh, gotten into the rehearsal yet? No, not yet. Um, I will be after I finish the seventh season of The X Files. Okay. See, I feel like you would have gone Nathan for You into the rehearsal, but I guess. The X Files is also a fairly natural next step. <laughs> That's just not how I watch stuff. <laughs> uh, rehearsal's great, but I don't think you guys have watched it yet either, so we don't have to talk about it. I, I haven't even watched Nathan for you, though I really should. Every episode of Nathan for you I've seen is fantastic. <laughs> yeah, the rehearsal's weird. It's it's hard to recommend. It really depends on the person. Like I had one friend who I was over their house last week, and I was like, okay, you're going to watch the first episode now. And he like couldn't breathe. He was laughing so hard. <laughs> and there's some friends that I would like be afraid to recommend it to them what they think I would think of them, <laughs> that I would think that they'd like it. So, yeah, it's uh, you got to thread the needle on that particular recommendation. For sure. What have you guys been watching? So July was a huge month for a bunch of shows coming back. Um, 
What We Do in the Shadows came back, and that has been phenomenal so far. Um, Baby Colin Robinson, or whatever they call him, the long-ass title, Mm. that's been a weird subplot. It's actually a spoiler to say his full name title, so we can't do that. That's fair, I guess. Um, But then Harley Quinn came back, and that's always a a, a fun ride. Um, Yeah, the Harley Quinn show is phenomenal. One of the best adult animated shows, I think, out there um, currently. Um, Yeah, don't have your kids watch it. No, definitely. This is not for children, (laughs) Uh, especially the latest season. I feel like it's even raunchier than the previous seasons. Um, There was full on sex. (laughs) Um, And that's not um, Batman and Catwoman, the cowards. They took that scene out. Um, But anyway, still, the season's very good. Uh, It is raunchier than the previous seasons. Um, And then the last thing that has started started not there's not a new season like this show has just started uh it's actually the new pretty little liars uh show is actually very good oh um, at death's door or in hell what what they're like doing some horror thing the original now. sin ah, yes. yeah. the original sin. sin i like my titles more <laughs> yeah the i didn't like the original pretty little liars like i watched it all through and then i stopped i think an episode into the last season because their time skip was just stupid um, but the new show is a much campier horror slasher, and it is fun. Um, it doesn't take itself too seriously, but it's actually way more suspenseful. Um, and I'm having a great time with it so far. Yeah, I was gonna say the splash page for it on HBO Max does look like a slasher. Yeah, it's um A is much more prominent, and that's not even a spoiler. Like you see A all the time. Um, and it's kind of like a, uh, Michael Myers, like Leatherface kind of, uh, character. Um, and it's, it doesn't seem to be about the, like, like the title suggests original sin. It's not about the main girls in high school. It's about their parents. So that's also like, a another spin that, uh, different from the original show. Uh, I highly recommend it. It's a really fun watch. Are they still lying? Yes, okay. <laughs> plenty of lying. But now they're adult li- liars? The parents are the liars. Are they still little? So it's more like <laughs> middle-aged, average-sized If you liars. watch it on a small screen. Yes. Oh. Uh, it's, the, it's basically... Um, <laughs> you can't watch it on a big screen. They're no. too small. It's, they're too small. Yeah. It actually stops you. It like <laughs> checks the screen. and then it'll The be resolution like, just gets a yeah. lot smaller. <laughs> Have you ever seen the Rugrats movie where it starts off as a small screen and then it gets big for like the movie? It actually does the opposite for <laughs> Pretty Little Liars' yeah. original sin. You have to watch this on a Shrek CRT 8-inch <laughs> yeah. screen. That's the only way you can watch this. But yeah, it's a lot of fun. So. Colin, what have you been uh, watching? What have I been watching? Um, so I just finished uh, Westworld season four because the finale for it just premiered Sunday. And I enjoyed season four a lot more than I expected to. Um, I was big into season one and two. And then season three kind of got weird and like out there for me. It didn't feel like it had a direction. And I like I was I watched it with my best friend, friend at the time. And I was like, ah, oh, you know what? I'm probably it's one of those things where I'm turned off enough to the show. I'll probably drop it even though they're doing another season. And I watched episode one of season four on a whim. And I was like. Nope. They, they pulled me back in. So okay. it was good. It was, it, it, I, th- I don't know if they're planning to do a season five. I don't know how spoiler I can, ish I can get into this. And I, cause I don't know if people are also watching it. I haven't seen it yet. You but, might um, be the only one. Yeah. Fair enough. Um, I'll round it out just by saying they wrap, they ended the season in a way that I'd be very happy if they stopped, like if they stopped the series there, I don't think they've said whether or not they have. 
and a lot of people on Reddit were also saying it seems like they might have made some edits at the last second to oh, interesting. make it able to be either way. Um, interesting. But I think it was a pretty good conclusion, all things considered. And then I've also been watching, the only thing I've been watching recently is Yellowstone. Has anybody here? I have seen all. <laughs> I have not seen the spinoff show. Z, 19, no, gotcha. 18. 18, Sam Elliott sucks. Um, but uh, <laughs> yes, I have unfortunately seen um, all of Yellowstone. Unfortunately, see, I'm only in. It's the number one show in America, right? Yeah, it's. I, I started watching it because people at my work watched it, and there's no consequences in that show whatsoever. Colin can say what he, say what he wants. I don't want to cut him off completely. But yeah, that if you like, if you, if you like, things blowing up and, and your main characters winning everything all the time, then it's a great <laughs> show for you. If you want actual like plot and like, it, it's like one of those things. If you want a popcorn show, sure. Great. Kevin Costner's going to Kevin Costner and people are going to die. Uh, if you want, Does he call people a pancake eating motherfucker. Oh, no, <laughs> that's a draft day exclusive. <laughs> um, but yeah, if you, if you want, if you want a nuanced show, it's not where you go. Anyway, call no, Holty's not wrong about it. I'm only into season two, but base, I can definitely see what you're like. There's a lot less consequences. It's all about the Duttons kind of just getting their way. Um, and they're assholes about it. So it's kind of got that I've never, so I've never seen succession, but like, I do kind of like that kind of show when like the main characters are assholes who you don't necessarily want winning, but they are winning. Um, so it's, it's good. I, it's one of those shows that Holdy said he watched it because people at work were saying it. I watched it because enough TikTok clips of it showed up on my feed that eventually I was like, okay, fine. I'll give the show a shot. And yeah. It's been a fun, like just, um, the way I've been watching it is like, if I'm eating food, like if I, if I got yeah, take yeah, out or something yeah. and I sit down, I'm like, pop another episode of Yellowstone. On. It so goes for quick. Sure, yeah. yeah, it goes quick. It, it does. Um, so it's good for that. Yeah. yeah. Um, and that's what I've, I think that's those are the main things I've been watching right now. Um, I I fell off after season two of Westworld, but it was like, was it like a really long time in between seasons? Because I feel like yes, I it, fell off after season two, and that was a really long time same. ago for it to only be after season four. Yeah, it like definitely stuff got paused for a while. I think it was the season two to three gap that took okay. a while. Uh, I think season three because I, I stopped after season three, and I'm pretty sure there was a big gap between three and four. Granted, four. pandemic. Okay, that might have been. Yeah, that makes more sense. Is, um, is Westworld the new Lost? I keep saying that. I, I want other people to agree so. with me. Don't think so. Lost is good. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, that's <laughs> Lost is actually better. I, I, no, Lost. There's it, actually good characters on Lost. I just think about Lost it from the. I, I, I just think about it from the perspective of everyone. Everyone in quotes. Everyone likes season one. Uh, and then it starts gradually getting more and more off the rails. And it's like the people I know that like these shows, I like Lost too, but the people that like these shows are like really into them. And if you're not into them, it's like a joke. You know, like I feel like that's the dichotomy I see. I think Lost is still better because mm -hmm. I think Lost was better for longer of its run than yeah. Westworld was because like season three of Westworld is not good. It started to falter in season two. Um, I think the I think season two's biggest hit was that I don't think it's as good if you watch it week to week, I think season two of Westworld is better be just because of how confusing and how many like plot lines there are in it. Yeah. Um, I think we had friends that said that exact same thing. Like it's not, it's definitely not a binge show. It's a watch it, like pace yourself with it. Cause it's a much better watch that way. Yeah. Season one, um, season two, I'd say, yeah, less so maybe season three is just, <laughs> it's just not good. And then season four is good as it was, I think. Really? And no, it's, it's not like, and it's entertaining. And for me, like a big thing with, Somehow, and how I consume media is like, even if it's not necessarily good, if it has really good moments and like beats that I can enjoy and go yeah. back and watch, which I think Westworld does to a degree. So that's what kind of kept me 
Like something would happen. It's like, that's a good moment. I'm going to hold that in my head like for a while. Ben, what have you been yeah, watching? Yeah, tell you? us, Ben. <laughs> Thanks tell for, us what you're watching. Thanks for asking. Uh, I've actually been on a good kick of watching 2022 movies because I thought I had fallen behind a little bit. Uh, so I'll start with, I guess the headline, the one that I probably won't cut, even though I might cut the other stuff, is I watched Bodies, Bodies, Bodies. Oh, I've been wanting to watch that. Um, it was good. I liked it a lot. It's not scary. It's more thrillerish, intense. It's like Agatha Christie style, like they're dying one by one, and you're, they're trying to figure out who's killing them. But it's more like Who's Afraid of Virginia Woolf? If you've seen that, I'm sure Vaz has. Where it's just these characters. That was a yes, by the way. And it happens over one night, and they're in like this pressure cooker situation, and it's like how the friends that you've had the longest are the ones who can like really cut the deepest. And they're really just like getting at, just like picking at each other emotionally. Um, and that's mostly what the movie's actually about. It has a, like a couple genuinely good scares in it, but it, it, I, I want to classify it as a horror. And that's not saying anything against the movie. The, I listened to a director, uh, to the to an interview with the director. She described it as a black comedy. So, yeah. Um, yeah. People are saying it's like uh, Gen Z scream because it's horror and comedy. But it's not organized like Scream. It's not about the state of horror movies. I think I saw someone call it as like a a comedic like slasher mean girls or something like that. Yeah, they're very mean to each other. They're extremely mean to each other. (laughs) Um, It has a lot of interesting young actors and also Pete Davidson and uh, Lee Pace. uh, Yeah. Well, he's 46, I think. So I wasn't counting him. (laughs) So I wasn't counting him. Uh, I mean, Lee Pace is great in it. I actually think they use Pete Davidson well because. Um, everyone just, everyone in the movie thinks he's a dick. So he doesn't have to like, they don't have to try and convince you that he's like a likable guy. Mm -hmm. Um, which I feel like when he's used like that, it sort of stumbles, but he's using this more like, just like kind of doing his own, his thing. Um, so I think it's actually pretty good. Um, but yeah. And why, why I excluded him and Lee Pace from the young actors is because there's a lot of people I haven't seen in other stuff before. Uh, Maria Bakalova's in it, who I've only seen in the second Borat. Um, so it was interesting to see her in like an actual narrative scripted <laughs> film, you know? Uh, yeah, I, I liked it pretty good. I watched also Kimmy, which I missed when it came out a few months ago. I think like back in the spring on HBO Max, it's the latest Soderbergh HBO Max release. And that's sort of like a kind of guys, like a throwback paranoid thriller vibe, like parallax view, but set in COVID times and, about um, if 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 Jeff Bezos was like the big bad, oh, <laughs> it's about Zoe Kravitz. She works for an Amazon-like company that has a thing that sits in your house, and they promise it's not listening to you all the time. <laughs> uh, it's called Kimmy instead of Alexa, and they don't say what the company's name, but it's based in Seattle. And um, basically, she's the person who listens to um, mistake or like miscommunications with the voice activation thing. And she checks them and like puts in code. So it like learns and won't do the same thing wrong again. And she thinks she hears like a violent crime over it. Mm. And, um, but she's also afraid to leave her house cause it's COVID times. Gotcha. So oh, that's terrifying. That's a concept. it's really cool. And it's, and it's Soderbergh. So like, um, it's, he does like some really audacious stuff that you're just like, that was, was that stupid or really cool? <laughs> and then like it's Zoe Kravitz and she looks like Zoe Kravitz and 
she carries herself a lot of the time like Zoe Kravitz. But then you get to a point where she does have to leave her house and um, she keeps her hands like straight down at her side because she has all this anxiety. And um, there's a part where she's running, but she's crouched over. And for some reason, they hold on her for a while and it looks like she's Naruto running. <laughs> you're just like, why the fuck did they do this? Oh, no. <laughs> but it's still good. <laughs> That's so good. It's still good. Uh, I recommend it. I think it, you're, you're in and out in like 89 minutes or something. It's Soderbergh, so it's really stylish. And, you know, he probably filmed it on an iPhone. I don't yeah. know. But. <laughs> uh, Soderbergh's uh, HBO Max movies have been actually pretty great recently. I've, I've, I've seen Kimmy, all... but No Sudden Moves is great. I love uh, No Sudden Moves. I thought Let, Let Them, them all, all Talk was fucking awesome. Yeah. <laughs> Highly recommend so, yeah. all those. I can't say anything about Kimmy because I haven't seen yet. I also thought that maybe you watched Kimmy because you're like, well, I don't know if HBO Max is going to keep this or not. So mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I should probably get this out <laughs> that, of the way. That one I didn't get to yet. And I was like, they probably paid Soderbergh a lot of money for these. That's what I'm thinking. People probably still watch them, but like they're not giving warning for other stuff. Yeah. So I'm just going to knock this off the watch list while I can. Um, yeah. So um, the movie this week is Wet Hot American Summer. Four of us have seen it before. Colin hasn't. Is that correct? Correct. Okay, cool. Um, I saw this for the first time in college back when Netflix had stuff on it. And uh, when did you guys first, that wasn't produced directly by Netflix and it was, but I mean, they only got it so they could put their own seasons on, whatever. We'll get to all that. When did you guys see it for the first time? Uh, I literally can't remember, but it's probably been 10 ish, five to 10 years, somewhere in that stretch. I think I was out of college when I saw it for the first time. And what year was that? Uh, (laughs) uh, if i had to pick a year that i saw it it'd probably be 2014 cool i think i watched it literally like last year for the first time (laughs) cool i think i saw it for the first time in 2012 and i know it's the second time i watched it it was with holty and i think his for his second viewing Nice. Um, so traditionally, we do a one-minute plot summary. Do you want you want to take it away, Colin? Yeah, sure. So, Whenever you're ready. Um, setting is a summer camp up in Maine, um, Camp Firewood, and basically it's the last day of summer. Um, so everybody's trying to like get through the last day. Um, people are trying to hook up with one another, um, do crazy shenanigans. Uh, the main character Coop. Um, is into this girl, Katie. Um, but Katie is with, uh, this Dick Andy played by Paul Rudd. Um, and so one of the plot lines is, uh, Katie trying to find a girl for Coop, but then like slowly coming to realize, oh no, maybe I like Coop. Um, what are some of the other things that go crazy? Um, the camp director falls for this uh, associate professor neighbor of the camp who... Ten that, seconds. Who then, <laughs> oh, God. Um, who then comes to teach the kids. They get married and have a kid by the end of the movie, which is crazy fast. It's a, it's a really zany movie where a lot of crazy okay. plot lines happen. Good job. Yeah. I, <laughs> nailed it. God, a minute goes by much quicker than you expect. <laughs> yeah, it does. Oh, my God. Yeah, I, I definitely had to rewatch this movie because we also watched the show, and I think there was like another movie, and it all got blurred in my head. Mm, there are two shows. <laughs> two yeah. shows. There was the two shows in the movie, and all of it co- got one big conglomerate of a concept in my head. So <laughs> yeah. I needed to. The separate two shows it. are on Netflix, right? That yes. Was, yeah. Netflix. Those are yes. still on there. Those are still on there. Yeah. 
Yeah, this is... Is this on Netflix anymore? No. no. I don't Great. know if it's on Go To The Movie, I think. Some okay. free streaming site that uh, definitely yeah. was not giving me viruses. I bought it for like $14 on Amazon. <laughs> yeah, I have it on Blu-ray. I think it was like 7 bucks to own the Blu-ray. I don't yeah, know I didn't realize. <laughs> I was like, I'm just going to buy it on Amazon Video because there's a 100% chance I'm going to watch this movie again. Someday. Yeah, 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 for sure. Um this uh, one thing that I didn't mention about Kimmy because I didn't want to transition too early. David Wayne's in it. In oh, he's yeah. a Kimmy. Is yeah. he the Kimmy? He's not the Kimmy. Oh. He's um, <laughs> he he's the director. He appears via Zoom as uh, do, doing like a telehealth appointment with Zoe Kravitz as her dentist. And that is the only bit he's in. He's not even on camera, but he logged on to Zoom to film something for Steven Soderbergh. I guess they're friends or something. I don't know. Uh, yeah. So this movie directed by David Wayne, written in by David Wayne and Michael Showalter, also produced by them and other people. But they're the real, the, those two guys are the creative partnership. Uh, this comes after the States ended already. And that was like 10 of them that were really working on it. So then this was them really kind of branching out. And it's the first movie for a whole bunch of people that go on to, uh, Greater heights, safe to say, right? Yes, I do have an Excel sheet nice. <laughs> prepared. Well, who's who do we think the Bradley Cooper is the most famous person now? Maybe yeah. Paul Rudd or Bradley Cooper? Yeah, one of those I mean, two. I'd say Paul Which Bradley Cooper, I almost didn't recognize him at first when I saw him in that he's movie. He's a very yeah. young guy, he's very young in that movie. They're all most of them are in like their 30s, but he's 25. Um, he had to miss his he had to miss his graduation from the actor's studio in New York. Because it. he finished school and then two days later he was on set. This is his first movie. This is literally, yeah, his first movie. It's a second appearance, his second credited appearance ever. He had like some TV role and then this was his first movie. Alias. Yep. Well, the Alias was have... after this. <laughs> no. Was it not? It no, was... I'm, ki- I'm kidding. Oh, <laughs> I thought it would be a joke. We no, I'm on. an idiot. Um, so if we want to break down Bradley Cooper first on my yeah hands. why not Bradley Cooper well, he has like nine Oscar nominations yep. now. so I've no broke- wins though so he's a loser no wins yeah he's so a nine time loser yeah. I haven't lost nine Oscars no me neither <laughs> uh, I have I have broken this down between where their career was at what their breakout was what their biggest thing is and what they're doing now um, so I I humbly I humbly offer for Bradley Cooper and this could be wrong because for the big names there's a lot of stuff for this uh, he was he was doing nothing. It's his debut movie at the time. Yep, he had just his, graduated. His breakout depends on what you think of what you consider a breakout. But I have Alias was he was big in a TV show. He was in Wedding Crashers, the movie. That's the bad was, guy. That's the bad guy, which is probably one of his biggest. And his breakout breakout was The Hangover. And then his biggest thing was probably The Hangover or like A Star Is Born, probably. I would say Star. Uh, only American that, Sniper like, for him professionally. For him professionally, it's a star. Yeah, I would say Star Is Born. And I definitely feel like his. Breakout is Hangover. Yeah. yeah, and then he's currently doing Oscar bait. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's a uh, some music Bernstein, Leonard Bernstein. Yeah. Yes, Bernstein, Maestro. Yes, he has a lot of um, perhaps anti-Semitic may- makeup on. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I've seen some of the makeup. Uh, also, my hawk is playing his wife. Nose? <laughs> he's yeah. he's aged up in that movie. I mean, is yeah. it like a full life thing? Maybe I think it's supposed to be a full life thing. Or like, at least, I like Maya I, no, Hawk like, a lot, but she is substantially younger. It's, than a, yeah. it's a 25 year span of Bernstein's life. Oh. Uh, I think of, of like when he first met Maya Hawk's character, Mrs. Bernstein, to uh, whenever 25 yep. years happens after that. All right. 
A lot of people in old age makeup, I think. In them. Yeah. But yeah, I'm, lo- I'm looking forward to that. It's supposed to be really good. And I mean, it's his follow-up to The Star is Born. Yeah, he's writing directing again, so. Right, yeah. That's, he's, he's acted yeah. since then, but his, his writing directing follow-up to A Star is Born. So um, Bradley Cooper is not really in this that much. Um, he gets an expanded role in the TV series, which we shouldn't like keep talking about because that's not what we're here specifically. But It's not what we're here for. not what we're here for. <laughs> um, I do want to just shout out real quick that I love the DJ Ski Mask bit that he yeah. does. So Bradley Cooper's in the first series. But obviously, because he's very bit our first season of the post, like it's like a ten year later show, and it's supposed to be the same year of the first season is the first is the same year of camp. But obviously, everyone's just way older and they just don't care. Um, but Bradley Cooper is playing himself, but because he's super busy, he has to keep like jumping out. So they have a party at the end of the first day of camp, and he plays DJ Ski Mask, which is his character in a ski mask that's definitely Bradley Cooper the whole time, <laughs> and not anybody else. <laughs> It is a good bit. You know it's him the whole time because he takes it off and yeah. you see his face <laughs> you and see then he puts face, it back on. And then he puts it back on for multiple scenes. <laughs> That's fantastic. It's a, it's a good bit. I'm glad we mentioned it, but I do have to cut it out because those are the rules. It's a different Damn it. product. <laughs> Damn it. <Yeah. laughs> um, so I, I'll i probably reference this a lot if you, if I mention like the other thing, or the documentary or whatever. There is... what I think it came out at the same time as those shows were premiering so 2015 i think on netflix uh called hurricane of fun the making of wet hot and it's just now on david wayne's vimeo if you google it it comes up you can just watch it for free and it's an hour-long making of of this movie it is not required reading but if you like the movie a lot or just want to see these really famous people before they were famous um it's pretty good they're half of it is like actual making of stuff and half of it is them just like shooting the shit which is pretty funny uh, bringing it up now because Bradley Cooper in there is so he gives off. And the reason he's so good in nightmare alley is because he has this vibe of like, no matter how successful or like smooth his character is supposed to be, you can tell he's trying. And, um, he's always had that kind of like mm-hmm. try hard vibe. Like, you can always see the sweat with him, which I think is an interesting sort of vibe like Paul Newman kind of had that too and he's obviously trying to do a Paul Newman thing whatever um and uh in this thing he's just talking about like man I was so excited to get here and I I, like even on my off days I just come down to set to watch like Chris Maloney and Janine Garofalo work and I I was really excited to like work with David Wayne but and and then you see like Bradley Cooper who is like this nine-time Oscar nominee now (laughs) and he's talking about like yeah but I didn't realize like I got here and just like, it's crazy to watch like Zach Orth, 80 miles, <laughs> just like these people I'm just learning so much from. And um, I'm like, wow, I wonder if those people ever like text him and if he texts them back. Like, <laughs> I can name one other 80 miles movie off the top of my head and it's Role Models, which is also a lot of these people. It's also a David, David Wayne, Wayne movie. movie. Yes. <laughs> um, is he in Wanderlust? Probably. <laughs> if he's not in the movie, he was probably on set. <laughs> yeah, probably. He just hangs out. Um, it, it, it's funny. In, in the Hurricane of Fun, there's a very... I don't know if it's just the edit that he got or whatever, but it seems like the person that everyone on set thinks is the funniest person there is 80 Miles. Yeah, I mean, he seems funny. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and it's just, it's just funny. Like, he's doing a bit, and you see, like, Amy Poehler and Elizabeth Banks and Bradley Cooper, like, oh my god, that's so good. <laughs> <laughs> like, yeah, yeah, you never put right. Yeah, and he stuff. gets very prominent roles in the shows too, but like, yep. 
probably also because he's around a lot because he doesn't have anything else to do. Like, I'm not trying to dunk on the man. He just hasn't had a very prolific career. On the uh, on the other hand, so this is Bradley Cooper's first big movie, but Paul Rudd had already been kicking around for quite a while at this time. Yes, great setup. So Paul Rudd, who plays Andy, who's probably like top five build in this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, before Wet Hot, he was probably his two biggest movies were Clueless and Cider House Rules, I would guess. Halloween um, 5? Yeah. <laughs> um, one commercial he did for Toys R Us, I think. Yep. <laughs> yeah. I could uh, be wrong on the Halloween number, but I think he's in 5. I want to say 5. It's either 5 or 4. Yeah. Yeah. Um, his breakout was Friends and Anchorman, I would say. Both kind of... He was in Friends from like 02 to 04. He was like the end stage Friends. <laughs> And it is always weird on like if I'm randomly rewatching Friends for some reason, the last scene of all the friends leaving the apartment, they leave their keys in Monica's apartment. He's there. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, no, yeah. It's like, wow, this is like one of the most successful sitcoms of all time. And one of the final images is like Paul Paul Rudd's part of it Paul too. There. You don't Paul, really think of him as a yeah, friends guy, but you know, Paul Rudd brings that up a lot on interviews sometimes. Oh, really? Where he would be, where there, he talks about like all the friends are like crying and like, oh my goodness, we've been along, we've been together for so long, and he's there like, yeah, guy, we've been together for so long. That's a very Paul Rudd answer. Yeah, that's great. Uh, you, it really feels like in that scene, and, and I think it is something like he's like, oh, I'm gonna go bring the car around. You guys get the spot. <laughs> it's like well, he leaves when they leave. So. Uh, biggest thing I wrote Ant-Man question mark I feel like Paul Rudd's doing technically <laughs> Avengers Endgame yeah, yeah I guess well, as as Ant-Man I think would, yeah, his, would his MCU yeah. stuff is yeah. probably yeah, his, his biggest his stuff, stuff yeah. Oh, yeah. it's too bad and he's currently <laughs> doing everything <laughs> he is America's boyfriend sexiest man alive yeah uh, has Bradley Cooper been sexiest man alive I don't think yeah. he has yeah. I don't I don't I they only have one a year though look it up <laughs> look it up Nick I'm Nolte <laughs> Nick Nolte, sexiest man alive. Because I, I feel like I looked it up recently, and like I don't remember seeing him there. I wouldn't be surprised if he was, but I don't think he is. Chris Pratt just keeps winning. So yeah, yeah, disgusting. <laughs> uh, hold on, Bradley Cooper was sexiest man alive in 2011. Ah, uh, so eleven early. years ago, Hangover. Bradley Cooper gotcha. Yeah, yeah, right. <laughs> uh, first, first build, first name on the call sheet is Janine Garofalo. You got anything on her? Janine Garofalo. Um, her she was Beth probably with her and David Hyde Pierce probably the biggest names at the time in this movie. She's first on the call sheet. Yeah, she's first yeah. on the call sheet. Um, at Wet Hot she was like she did a lot of different things, but she was like mostly like a stand up, just a general a comedian. Uh, her breakout take your pick between Larry Sanders and SNL and Ben Stiller show. I'm not exact. Also, just stand up comedy. Like she was just a reality prom- bites. Yeah. yeah, reality bites. Like she was just a prominent comedian. But yeah, this 90s. is after that early to mid '90s big comedy. She's kind of a like she's a little falling. Not I wouldn't say falling star seems a little rude. People know who she is, but she's not at the peak of her powers. Um. Uh, I just wrote biggest thing '90s stuff here, <laughs> and then just uh, her in the '90s. She's mostly just doing voice acting, still in comedy. She's kind of, she, I mean, she's kind of at the same level she was then. She, she still yeah. exists. People know who she is. She's got a bit in The Sopranos as like an actress that is like a name. Like they're like, oh, and this movie's got Janine Garofalo, and she's just in it as herself. So like, she's, she's enough uh, to pull that off. And she, uh, in a French accent, is a lead character of Ratatouille. Yep. 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 <laughs> she's in. She was in Mystery Men before. Oh, wait, she played Cassette. <laughs> Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Yep. So which is probably her biggest thing since yeah, then. She's been getting comfortably by. Yeah, so she's an extremely political person and that probably limits how big her career can go as someone who was extremely anti 
war in the early thousands. <laughs> David Hyde Pierce. Yeah, maybe, maybe, yeah. This is so. Where's Frazier right now? Uh, so um, during Wet Hot American Summer, he's doing Frazier. Yep. Uh, his his breakout is Frazier. His biggest thing is Frazier. <laughs> and what he's doing now is on Broadway, and he's also in Julia on HBO Max. Oh, uh, I think they are bringing back Frazier though. They are bringing back Frazier. Oh man! So David Ide Pierce has been in a lot of stuff. He was, you know, you know how he knew Frazier was starting up again. (laughs) (laughs) Ow! He heard the blues a calling. (laughs) All salad and scrambled eggs. Exactly. (laughs) Oh, that's good Frazier humor for all your listeners. (laughs) That's our target demo. (laughs) They love how smart our comedy is. Um, David I. Pierce, a very, very prolific theater actor. Um, so he's he'll always have that. Um, he was in <laughs> Moses Jones. <laughs> Wait, who did he play? What? Wait, was he, who he's was the he? pill in Osmosis yeah. Jones. Uh huh. Uh huh. Surrounded. Um, uh, he's also in Bugs Life, which was before this. But uh, okay, yeah, slim. He's had some voice. I mean, he's got a very prominent voice. Uh. And yeah, he's just he's, kind of been in stuff. Like he's he, another good actor. He dubs over Doug Jones in the first Hellboy, mm-hmm. and asks the producers, "Why are you having me do this? I'm doing the same thing he already did." <laughs> and then in the second Hellboy, it's just Doug Jones's voice. Doug Jones, pretty good. Yep. He's, and he does similar voice. So, yeah. <laughs> um, Doug Jones has also been in more Oscar-nominated movies and Oscar-winning movies. He's also oh, in what we do in the show. He played Doctor Delbert Doppler in Treasure Planet. There you go. Oh, that makes sense. He's a real. He looks like a Delbert. <laughs> um, we can we can zoom through some people. Yeah. Uh, if we want to do a speed round, I can do my. I'll just rip off the rest, and then we can argue. You can argue at the end. Hold all questions or hold all responses till the end. Okay. Ripping the bandaid off. Okay. Next, I have Christopher Maloney. Christopher Maloney is known for Law and Order, SVU, and Oz at the time. And shit. <laughs> what? I didn't write it down. Having an absolute dumb truck ass. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> his, his breakout is Law and Order SVU. His biggest thing is Law and Order SVU. Just cashing the fucking. And tricks. he's currently doing Law and Order SVU. He's probably <laughs> and so Harley Quinn. <laughs> and he's probably also doing... so comfortable. That's like the absolute dream for a working actor. I he's have also to doing imagine. Law and Order organized crime. Yep, that's fair. <laughs> Uh, Amy Poehler was at the time doing UCB, uh, Upright Citizens Brigade, and she might have started SNL. It also said she started in 2001. I don't really know the overall. Just, no, no, that's a, so they film in 2000, oh, and sorry. in her bit, and she explains like what she does, she refers to herself as a performer in New York, yeah. and this is like her first <laughs> movie, and you're like, oh, founding UCB yeah. is what you mean yeah, by founding- performer in New York. <laughs> her biggest thing, or her breakout is SNL. Um... Her biggest thing is Parks and Rec, and yeah. her she's currently mostly doing voice acting in movies. Like she's inside out. A pretty yeah, she's a pretty established um, actor at this point. John Benjamin as Can of Vegetables. Uh, he was uh, mostly a voice actor at that point, which she still is. But like at the time, that one surprised me. I had to look up. I was like, is that is that freaking Archie? <laughs> I was like, I was so shocked. Um, his biggest thing, which is also probably his breakout to mainstream at least, is Archer and Bob's Burgers. Archer came yeah. out right before Bob's Burgers, but um, you didn't do Molly Shannon. 
come at me yeah. with Molly Shannon. Fine. You know what her you know what her breakout was? SNL. You know what her biggest thing was? SNL. You know what she's doing now? I don't know. She's a treasure. <laughs> she's good. She is a phenomenal SNL person. Yeah. But she also has by far She's on without, a, I'm so happy I'm, for you. I'm getting heated. She is by far <laughs> the worst bit in this movie. That bit is atrocious. It really wasn't. It's my least I almost fast forward through it every time it's there. I hate that bit. Which bit is it? Because I it's don't know. The, when she marries the like child. Like Yeah, no, that oh. is a horribly problematic. That well so oh in my notes in the movie now I was like, oh this is like I love the whole way through the movie, I was like, oh, I love this bit. Like, with the kids being the therapist, it's very cute, very tongue-in-cheek. And then the bit reached its yeah. culmination. I was like, nope. <laughs> okay, so we're going to cut all that out. <laughs> Smart. So. And now the state. <laughs> and, now, and now the, the state was a uh, troop slash TV show on MTV. How all that was for, like, SNL, but here it's, it is for kids. This is, like, MTV's version of SNL but for cool teens and young adults. And it was a bunch of people in this movie, including David Wayne, Michael Showalter, also Michael Ian Black, and Ken Marino. Joel Joe, 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 yeah, JLT. Boyle. <laughs> yes, Detective Boyle from Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Yeah, like um, if you look up the cast of the state, you'll just see 10 people and you'll be like, oh, I've seen them in other things. Like they're yeah. all very, pro- for 90% of them are prominently in other stuff. Mostly, you know, 911. Yeah, Tom and Lennon. Love. Yeah, Tom Lennon, probably the biggest person from the state that isn't in this. Yeah, or in any of the show. I don't think I don't think he shows up in really any of the wet hot stuff. The state is this like cool kind of very influential thing that you can find some clips of here and there. I want to dip my balls in it. (laughs) Have fun Um, cutting that. It's um, (laughs) yeah. Uh, so that's like it's subversive. They're making fun of SNL a lot of times, and like their punchline uh, catchphrase characters. Ken Marino is has one Louie, whose catchphrase is "I want to dip my balls in it," <laughs> and he becomes like he has like an existential crisis because he doesn't want to say it anymore. But no one will talk to him if he doesn't say it. <laughs> stuff like that. Uh, it's very smart, and it it was a weird fit for MTV in the early nineties. Yeah, one weird thing if you. Go and watch it now because it's on MTV. It has a lot of like real music in it that whoever owns it most recently isn't paying for the music rights. <laughs> so if you watch like a more recent version of it on streaming, which I don't even know if it's on streaming anymore, but it's all dubbed, so the words don't always match the mouths. And yeah. I, I mean, just in the just in the bits where they were using songs. So it's yeah. not everything, but yeah, you can just watch the state. I'm sure it's a bunch of it's just on YouTube now, gotcha. and that's. Yeah, that was really funny, guys. And everything. Do we want to go over Michael Showalter specifically now? You well, yeah, just because he's he's a movie he directed last year just won an Oscar. Yeah, so. <laughs> and you know he's Michael Showalter and David Wayne for, for that part are both very, very creative, very big Hollywood minds at this point, especially obviously within comedy. Not necessarily only in comedy, but I think Michael Showalter also was the big sick director. Obviously not the yeah, writer. Was. That was Kumail and uh, Emily Gordon. They also had Stella with Michael Ian Black, who's also yep. in this as McKinley. Like that was a prominent show, probably late '90s, early 2000s on S- or on Comedy Central. Prom- prominent for like the people who watched it, but yes. not necessarily like a huge cultural uh, footprint, but still pretty cool. So Joe Walter and Wayne direct this. Well, Wayne's the credited director. They write it together. They're the ones who are really like driving the bus. Um, they have 28 days of filming. It rains 23 of those days. 
They film it in May at a summer camp in Pennsylvania. It is unseasonably cold the whole time. Um, so most of the scenes outside were shot in very cold and pretty murky, rainy conditions. But everyone had to, you know, be in like swimsuits and wear like it was actually summer the whole time. So it was a pretty miserable production. Yeah. <laughs> Think of how many people were in the water that was probably yeah. like 50 to 60 yes. degrees at the time. Yeah. If you if you watch uh, Hurricane of Fun, it, it's clear that David Wayne is just like losing his mind progressively over the course of it and just like... <laughs> Like, so miserable by the end. I just always think of the scene where Zach Orth walks off the... He walks <laughs> off the pier, and, like, you have one... It's another one. Like, that in the nurse scene where, like, the nurse's office scene where they wreck everything, it's like, you got one shot at this, and he's going face first into really cold water and has to, like, not pop up right away and go, oh, my God, this is freezing, because <laughs> that water was definitely 58 degrees. Right, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so it seems like it was a labor of love, but one thing that comes through in that documentary is that they all really believe in what they're doing, and they form like a real sense of camaraderie. They all actually treat it like a summer camp while they're there for that month. They live in the cabins, sleep in sleeping bags, eat in the mess hall, and uh, I guess it was like a just a huge party the whole time, plus being miserable all day and then drinking a lot at night around campfires and stuff. <laughs> Uh, so it seems like they had a good time and it is, it is kind of sad because they all seem like, you know, this, this, this part of it sucks, but like, we know this is really good and it plays at Sundance. It sells out four shows, showings at Sundance and then audiences just don't get it at all. <laughs> critics do. Yeah. Critics do. So we should, we should actually get into the movie now. Um, Seeing it for the first time, what did you think of it? Was it what you expected? Um, no, not really. Like, cause it just, it was so wacky at times. It got really out. Like, um, like Holdy was saying, like the nurse scene as an example for just how like crazy and chaotic it got yeah. w without necessarily any reason. But I loved that. Like it was just, it was everywhere. Um, so I didn't know what to expect. Certainly wasn't that, but it, it was a lot of fun. Um, very funny. I like um, another thing that the movie did a lot that I loved um, were like awkward beats. Oh, yeah. Like um, all the interactions between Beth and is it Henry um, <laughs> are just so <laughs> stupidly awkward. I said like, no. I said <laughs> like when, when, when he hands her the trowel, and she just tosses it away. Yeah. It's just like, I don't know. It, it was so. I've got to go meet Jim's stencil you know Jim. <laughs> <laughs> big jim <laughs> it was just it was just such like wacky like awkward beat comedy that was it, it was really good i i loved it that, what is it like meet, meet me at the meet me at the picnic, picnic, picnic table in, in 10 seconds, in 10 seconds. <laughs> oh, Beth, good, good of you to come yeah. <laughs> all the kids were there <laughs> And he's wearing a lab coat. Yeah. Now. And I mean, he, just, he just walks into the mess hall. She sees him after having yelled no, doesn't even say anything. He asks some other random person, where are the nerdy kids? And he just goes over to them. I'm going to teach you about science. And she's <laughs> just like, great, that's what we're doing. Where now. are the, uh, the indoor kids? <laughs> yeah, the indoor, oh, the indoor kids. Um, yeah, so there's a lot of the, the style of comedy, I guess, went over a lot of audiences' heads if they were expecting it just to be the kind of movie that it's parodying. Uh, there's obviously absurdists, non sequiturs, some alternative comedy, I guess. Um, I think Roger Ebert calls it like the er alt comedy text for this generation of com comedy. 
And uh, yeah, I I just love it so much. It's it is like uh, you know, it feels like it's you know, it's very rock and roll, very punk rock. <laughs> yeah, I definitely I love comedies in general. I know I like them. <laughs> um, I love smart comedies, but I think I much prefer <laughs> I much prefer just wildly absurdist comedies where like yeah, you just it doesn't make sense but it's not supposed to um like one of my favorite scenes is definitely ken marino like when he left the van and just running back to the camp and like there's a bale of hay like that oh, he just like stopped God, yeah. and it's like the biggest roadblock to him he like has to pause like he has to like assess and then he does like this big like Mario jump like in, like a an, uh, to get over it like that whole yeah. scene of him running and Joe Latrulio can't get around it and he can't <laughs> he get looks around at, it. he looks at him just as like that scamp <laughs> like that whole that whole scene I think might be my favorite because it's just so stupid but like you're not yeah. it's not supposed to be smart like you're just yeah. supposed to laugh at how dumb it is also before that Joe is chasing him on a motorcycle yes. and Ken is getting away pretty easily and it's not even Joe. <laughs> the entire time on the motorcycle. You see shots of Joe like reaching out but not getting him. Very obvious stunt actor, yeah. Uh. And then, <laughs> I do want to... The scene where Ken is driving the car. That's my favorite. He goes, oh shit! <laughs> he crashes the car in the sound. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> But there's, there's no... He didn't... There was no reason for him to swerve. Yeah, no and the oh, best shit. part, he's singing a song, he he screams, oh shit, and then you look at the, the steering wheel and he like swings the steering wheel like he's flailing out of control and then it cuts to the car which just beelines and hits a tree. <laughs> like it's not churning at all. Like yeah. just, um, I also really, if we're just to continue the... So that I, happened to David Wayne. What? That happened to David Wayne. Oh, no, yeah. oh shit. <laughs> and he crashed his car. He was working at a Jewish summer camp and he, as like a counselor, had to take some kids on a trip. Yep. And he like left them at 1 a.m. because there was a girl he wanted to get back to at the main <laughs> And he was like, it was pitch black, but I was in a minivan and just like driving. And he said, I lost control and hit a tree <laughs> and had to leave the minivan behind and like find my way back in the pitch black. <laughs> and he says he had like covered in like brambles and stuff and got into a ton of trouble when he got <laughs> yeah. back. Um, I really like for just a just a full circle the Ken Marino stuff. I really like when they get out to the river to save the kids who are going over a very small waterfall that they're acting as like Niagara Falls. And um, oh, he's doing yeah, it. They, <laughs> Ken Marino runs out, but the camera stays on Joe Latrulio. He's just like, oh, he's, oh, he's, oh, doing oh, it. Yeah. Oh, he's saving oh, those kids. He's doing it. He's doing it. He's, oh, we oh, did it. He did. <laughs> Hey, we're going to stay on this. My favorite scene is, Next when, time you drive. is when Joe shows up at the summer camp on the motorcycle. Clearly, it's him. Yeah. <laughs> and Janique yeah. Ruffalo gives, with perfect delivery, hey, Neil, what's up? <laughs> that yeah, whole so scene. Good. And then it goes into the tracing the call. Yeah. And then the nurse's office. Just Comedical. Just, just to interject, this is why we did all the structure and the listing in the beginning of the episode because <laughs> the we knew it's going to be Farley Sue. Yeah, awesome. we knew yeah. it was going to devolve into uh, <laughs> the phone, the phone. Where's the fucking phone? <laughs> oh my god! And they definitely—I don't know—I don't remember the doc. I've watched the documentary a while ago. They had to have only had one shot at that. There's no. I think way. a lot of them they did that. It seemed I don't they know. destroyed that room. Yeah, like, that I has know, they to didn't be one. Break shot. walls or anything, but like they broke glass 
glass jars. Like, yeah. So, like, the fact that Janine Garofalo nails that line. <laughs> like, I know it's not that hard to nail, but, like, you all you got to do is one person breaking, her not saying that line well enough. Like, you know what I mean? Like, I even yeah. to the degree that I thought, like, near the end, Joe LaTrugle, like, right before they cut it, Joe LaTruglio bumps into a lamp and then immediately just elbows the shit out of it and breaks it. Yeah. And they hard cut right at that moment. So my my thought is that he probably wasn't supposed to break that lamp. Like, he probably, they probably just said, just destroy everything. We don't care. But, like, he probably didn't plan on it. But the minute he did it, everyone probably just died because he just yeah. did it so abruptly. So they had to cut the shot immediately because yeah. he just... <laughs> <laughs> just immediately with all force just cranks it i think the the one that would have been the hardest to not break during is janine garafalo while paul rudd is picking up the stuff he threw on the ground uh, yeah. <laughs> making all the faces yeah what <laughs> one of the enduring um gifts from this movie is him then uh, i also really like the gif of him spinning around he spins around the pole uh, flipping off Katie, yeah. and then yeah. as he's still spinning, the flip off turns into a high five <laughs> from a kid who's not even looking at him. Yeah, and then the, and then his double take at the end too. Yeah. Yeah. Also been memeified. Uh, good movie. Yeah, I mean Paul Rudd's so good in this; it's ridiculous. Everyone is, but Paul Rudd's so fucking good. Uh, one of one of my favorite quotes is a Paul Rudd one where he's like, "What was it? It's like you taste like burgers. I don't like you anymore." <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Uh, I like that two kids die. <laughs> they, they must have really thrown those kids out of the car, right? They had to. Yeah. I, I don't know how I, you fake that. I like that they clearly wanted to throw them into a ditch, but there was no ditches yeah. around. So it's on the like a small no. hill. That bit was great. I love that they did it twice too. Like, yes. and people are like, "Oh, comedy comes in three. But the fact that they only did it twice, they're yeah. like, "We'll just call this back one more time." It, you don't expect it; it hits. It's so good. Yeah. Uh, so, um. I just love that they have to roll dice to stop. <laughs> if only we had some lab. sort of m machine that could count <laughs> numbers from one through 20. <laughs> <Could> randomly generate. <laughs> uh, but oh, my, All my, those nerdy kids are great. Now they just have like a the breakfast cure kid. club of archetypes. Yeah. <laughs> the Cure Kid, uh, the Mork Kid. Yeah, yeah the Mork Classic 2000s yep. bit more. I mean, I guess it's set in the 80s, but still. Yeah, yeah. Manu Nanu. Uh, we haven't talked about them going into town. I was going to no. say, oh was, yeah, my god, is related that, that. Yeah, that was just wild because it goes from zero to one hundred just so quick. Yeah, which really set the tone for the rest of the movie for me. When that scene, I was like, oh, okay, this is <laughs> we're, we're going into crazy. town. Everyone gets in, they all go in, and they go from just hanging out and then mugging old women and <laughs> getting and drink, and hard, to hard drugs. Yeah. <laughs> Ending up in a trap house. And then they yep. show back up an hour later. And then on top of that, like that scene ends with just them going over and walking, yes, facing against a cabin. <laughs> Perhaps the best bit in the entire movie. Hey, guys, me. hey guys, wait for me. Hey guys, wait for me. <laughs> and then, yeah, just facing. Oh, oh my God, no. directly into the wall. Uh, if you're, if you're like holding on for dear life, I do have a couple games at the end of the show. I, I can <laughs> tempt you to stay. There will be some structure again, but this movie's just so good. It really is. Back in my day, <laughs> we called it arts and farts and crafts. <laughs> <laughs> that whole the whole show Walter doing the borscht belt like guy. So funny. I hate white people. <laughs> <laughs> And then, like the whole bit where um, day by day, 
the musical performance is like phenomenal. And then everybody's just like, <laughs> I, I also love that everyone was into it too. And they're like, yeah, yeah this is great. Yeah. Uh, can I just also throw up the higher and higher song? Like legitimately slaps it like does. really hard. Yes. Also great montage. Yeah. Feeling to the fire. <laughs> taking it higher and higher. Yeah. Opening song's good. Jane by Starship. Yeah. yeah. It's yeah. a really good intro. God. All the all the Beth and Henry bits are just so great. I keep coming back to them like it's like um something something Henry. Oh no, please call me please call me Henry. <laughs> oh. Henry. Uh, every every ceramic pot break sound which mm-hmm. does just is so good. Like I don't know why they thought of that bit. Just anytime anything is thrown in that entire movie, there's a, a ceramic pot like break sound, and that happens like the first time it happens, they do it three times immediately. Yep. Like it's. I am honestly surprised how that just never got old. Like I laughed every single time. Uh, I like that both uh, Beth and Henry go up to Nancy and ask. Hey, Nancy, uh, if I had to get, like, uh, a book, <laughs> where do you think I could get one? Well, off the top of my head, uh, I'd say, like, a bookstore or a library. <laughs> library. Thanks, Nancy. <laughs> oh, man. It's a good movie. If you had to just pick one bit. Definitely the walk-in. Hey, guys, wait up. Oh, yeah. Uh, I, I, also, I also was very partial to when they're watching all the girls, like, take their tops off and one of the guys goes throw the ball come on I had a note called throw the ball and I got that. that's the one it's so good oh yeah I forgot about that one so this is one of the I guess three of the four movies we've done this month that are very specifically at like the traditional camp at a lake situation and um, it has one thing that I mentioned to the guys I did heavyweights with is there's the the baseball scene in heavyweights that obviously it's in other camp movies too, but it is almost exactly one to one setup wise to what happens in this when they decide to just call it off because it's too cliche. I did like yeah. that. That was so a really funny. Good She's like, yeah, no, they were fine. I, they thought, thought, thought the same thing. They were fine with it. It's, been, it's, it's a little been, trite. It's, it's a little trite. <laughs> <laughs> oh my god, uh, so funny. <laughs> oh man, um. The Chase Lounge bit. Yes. Uh, we, we actually haven't talked about the Bradley Cooper and Michael Ian Black. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> what, what are the name of their characters that the two guys ben yell? McKinley? Yep, that's it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Ben hey, Ben McKinley, <laughs> we got something <laughs> for you. <laughs> it's a Chase, Chase Lounge. Great <laughs> barrel. Oh, my God. Hope, hope you like it. Considering it's a 2001 movie and it's very respectful to like a gay romance is yeah, very I, refreshing. I was thinking that when that whole I was Granted, so ready. it does use the the, yeah, the hard words. Words. It does, yeah. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. two thousand. Yeah. And I think that was more for com- maybe for comedic effect of just them being you like, oh, they're, they're not going to be cool. Yeah. yeah. Uh, also, when they do get married, I love that Amy Poehler is playing the like the lute. <laughs> Um, also, um, going back to him, but this movie just dunking on associate professors, it means I'm less, less than. than. <laughs> yeah, I think of that a lot, too. Uh, I also, th- I, th- I think it's around the same scene. Is uh, What does he say that, like, you can say that? When when can you say that? Anytime. 
dinner anytime oh, <laughs> oh god what is it um because i think of that a lot but i forget what the setup is we're on the space the spaceship earth yeah we're, we're, on all, spaceship. we're all in the big spaceship we call earth or something like that Wh- when would you call it that anytime dinner anytime <laughs> Uh, what state? Oh my god! Okay. Well, Maine, obviously. <laughs> That's when he's doing the whole ladder. <laughs> oh, you're actually too. Uh, yeah, yeah, Maine. <laughs> um. Oh man. Uh, Is there anything else we want to hit on in the movie before? Um. Uh, the end where Katie completely rejects Coop. <laughs> I'm just about <laughs> sex like, oh right now. God. I just want sex right now, and I want it with Andy because he's like ripped. Specifically, Andy, not, <laughs> not you. you. <laughs> I really, yeah, like I. Hey, babe, get in the car. This movie was kind of absurd and wacky. I really, I, I thought there was going to be that, at least some structure. I didn't expect that heel turn at the end, which was great. Uh, uh, so good. I don't know if we can talk about this too much, but when Molly Shannon and um, uh, a guy from 30 Rock, Judah, Judah Freelander, Freelander. Yeah. Uh, he shows up at the um, the uh, talent show in the background. Christopher Maloney is talking to some girl that we never see that girl ever before. It's just some weird thing that I just noticed this time. That's his wife. Never noticed that. That's his, his wacky wife. He has his wife in, at the end. So. Yeah, yeah, that's his, yeah. Yeah. In Amazon, it lists, I lists her as... Um, Gene's wife. We okay. didn't. Yeah, we didn't talk about Chris Maloney really. No. Oh my, he was great. Oh, we, we didn't also burner. talk about the suit. I mean, the can. <laughs> oh yeah, we didn't. Talk oh, that's about, true. We, we gotta talk about the can. Yeah, we didn't talk the, about the vegetable can and Chris Maloney's relationship. And eighty miles is in that bit too. It's just that whole inspirational speech, but then at the end they wheel out the fridge. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yep. Yep. Oh my god. Yeah, what's there to say? So he's uh, like a Vietnam vet that has yep. certain picadillos that he, he accidentally sweaters. says and then pretends he didn't say. Smears mud on his ass. Yep. Humps fridges. Right next to my can of dick cream. <laughs> what? <laughs> oh, so 80 miles when Christopher Maloney comes up to him and he does a, um, I'm going to fondle my sweaters. He picks up the can and is like, you got to talk to him. Yeah. <laughs> Which has not been established yeah. at all. Yeah. But he does talk to the can. The can he talks does. back with the voice of H. John Benjamin. That's wild. Tells him he can that. suck his own dick. <laughs> yep. And I do. <laughs> Um, what else is great? Oh, uh, the bit that I, it's just really good delivery when Coop goes, yes, I am. I love sluts. It's just gotta be the right slut, you know? <laughs> well, also uh, the, the, when they're switching their the sweater. sweater. Yeah. Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. Well, the, it was cause I didn't know where that scene was going to go. And my, my one note on that scene is just, you gotta love when they break down gender roles and then they just keep going and switching. <laughs> the, 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 all right. So, uh, I think we've, probably been just quoting for an, uh, enough at this point so let's talk about putting some real hard facts and figures out on the board on letterbox.com at late to the movies that's the number two you can find our profile and follow us for all these reviews and uh we're giving it a rating out of five on a scale of your choosing you can go by halves but you can't go by quarters or anything less than halves and uh, let's yeah, let's go around the horn. Sam, you got a something out of five on a scale of your choosing. Five throw the balls out of five. <laughs> <laughs> uh, it's gonna be five hay bales from me. Mm. All right, uh, four point five surprise uh, Paul Rudd's out of five. Okay. So what's that point five that you're taking off? Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Just how Fair I felt. Enough. 
If it was the Molly Shannon bit, I'd accept it. <laughs> uh, I'm going to give it five canceled baseball games out of five due to uh, it's already been done. Um, and I think for my scale, I'd probably give it a uh, 4.5 uh, talking talking food cans out of five. Um, I, lo- I loved it a lot. It's just like for me, I could if I, I measure it, I think my scale is I could probably watch it one more time before I'd like be like, all right, I've watched it like a it get old for me. Um, yeah, I think you, you got to let it settle and you got you got to yeah. forget some of it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I feel like that about a lot of comedies, um, especially such like a bits heavy one. Mm-hmm. You want to move on to the games and stuff? Yes, yeah. please. Yeah. Sir. All right. Thank so. you. <laughs> We're going to play a very special game first. It's a logic game and uh, it's called Zots and Crambles. Have you played it before? No. Okay, no. You, you'll get it. So you just got to figure out the logic of it. We're going to go in a clockwise circle. I'll start the first one. And uh, everyone's got to snap. This is going to be hell on the mics, but it's okay. Do we want it in the mic or no? <laughs> Try and go away from it a little bit. And also at the same pace as everyone else. And um, so, yeah, I'll say Zots, and then Sam will say Crambles, and you go from there. It's a logic game, so. Zots. Crambles. Crambles. You had to, you had to say oh. Zot. Zot? Well, <laughs> it's okay. You still got it. Okay. Say Zots. Oh, Zots. <laughs> Crambles. Zots. No. <laughs> <laughs> hmm. All right. Okay. It's, a, it's a logic game. Okay. Okay. Do you want to start this time? Okay. Okay, go for it. Zots. Cramble. Zots. Crambles? Nope. <laughs> I... I think I might have it now. Okay. Well, we'll see. <laughs> Is it going to get to me and I'm just going to fail it? Do you want to start? Yeah, sure. Okay. okay. Zot. No. 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 no <laughs> you not. fucked it up. <laughs> I think we got I think I got Is it, is I it just me? No, it's it's a logic game. It's a logic game. <laughs> you start back. Okay. okay. Do you have it yet? I don't. Okay. <laughs> Zots. Crambles. Zots. Crambles. Zots. No. <laughs> Are you trying to be it. a dick? No. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know. Do you guys get it yet? I, I think so, but I, I think I have an idea. You guys have all been saying the same thing, and then I say it. It's <laughs> and logic, it's like wrong. It's a logic game. <laughs> Is it because I say it? Okay, the game doesn't exist. (laughs) (laughs) It's a Stella bit. And if you had done the research, you would know that. (laughs) I don't know how that's going to play, but that was really fun. I got you. I'm not knowing at all. I just went. Just go watch it. That was part of it. The whole bit is that you don't know who. Who the person is, and it's just whatever Mike Voss says is wrong. Yeah, <laughs> you just go until it's not funny anymore. <laughs> I think we were we probably passed that. We blew past that point. I have a real game. I like too. the Colin. I think I know what it is, but like I don't. You didn't know what it was, but it was like I don't. I don't want people to get mad at me. Well, no, because I had an idea. Like I thought it was. I thought it was like based on like beats. Like you say, yeah, it's supposed to be beats. like yeah. It's like it's some kind of. <laughs> Some kind of like hand motion thing that Boz wasn't doing, but like the Johnny Whoop game. Yeah, (laughs) I I do have a real game also, (laughs) and it's called Yeah. Have you heard about this? Um, (laughs) It's a game in which 
Are y'all doing Jay Leno? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and uh, yeah, that's I always try and come up with like a really easy to remember name. So that's the one for this episode. And um, this has nothing to do with Wet Out American Summer or the state or Stella or any of those people. It is about, despite its hilarious name, um, my sort of burgeoning anxiety about the future of film. And <laughs> I'm going to describe for you a movie. You have to tell me if you've heard of it. Oh, no. <laughs> uh, all of these are 2022 movies. Um, I think Are we giving you uh, yeah, also no, the, like, the title of the movie or just that we've heard of it or not? If you've heard of it and you can give me the title. Okay. All right. So, all right. Otherwise, you can just say you've heard of it. I'm going to be terrible at this. Oh, yeah. This is 2022. Yeah, yeah I don't no. pay attention. Some of them are pretty recent. This is going to be oh. rough for me. <laughs> So it's just me being like, man, I feel like these movies should be a bigger deal and like, you know, what the fuck? No, like, it, I feel like movies used to be a big deal, and it, I just feel like we're getting away from that. It makes me feel sad. Mm-hmm. Have you heard of Top Gun? <laughs> the only big deal? See, that would be a really easy one, because you said Top Gun already. They just have to get Maverick. Um, so there's nine questions on this. The last one's a tiebreaker, but eight of them are me describing a movie. You have to tell me if you've heard of it. Seven of the eight are Netflix movies. Okay. Oh, God. <laughs> oh, no. I know one. Yeah, we know one. <laughs> um, so pick a number between one six. and eight. We'll do six first. Nailed it. You got to lose. <laughs> I win. <laughs> it almost makes me feel like we should be doing this so there's a backing track, but it really would make no sense. Um, and if we ever have to cut, it's going to be a just horrible, horrible <laughs> Wait, disaster. I know which movie this is. <laughs> <laughs> um, so number six. <clears throat> so this is, uh, it premiered on Netflix. It is uh, the latest film in a horror franchise that started in the 70s uh, with uh, one of the main slasher villains. Came out this year on Netflix. And so the way we'll do this, if you think you know what it is first, raise your hand and you can try and do it. Um, if that if that seems the fairest way to everybody. Oh, I got it. I heard of it. Anybody else? Buzz? Texas Chainsaw Massacre. It is uh, Texas Chainsaw Massacre. Oh, yeah. He he is we going saw, to destroy us. Yeah, yeah. definitely. <laughs> we saw. We can also go around and then like maybe you get like first dibs at trying to answer yeah, and then we go around. Somebody, that might be fair, somebody yeah. sent a so clip we'll start of that in our group chat and I completely forgot. I was like, yes, I a new Texas Chainsaw Massacre yeah. came out uh, in February on Netflix. That's oh, right. Okay. With the, they had like the bus scene where they're all filming them and it's like, ha, you can't touch us because you're going to get canceled and then they and yeah, then they die. Yeah. They get canceled. Uh, <laughs> since 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 Vaz was the uh, the victim of Zots and Crambles, we'll say that was his first. <laughs> uh, and then the next one will go to Sam. And then if you get it wrong, we go and okay. you get a chance to steal. Fair, fair. fair. You get a chance to steal. I yeah. really hope you ask me the movie. I know. <laughs> uh, pick a number besides six between one and eight. Uh, eight. Okay. <laughs> this is a comedy film directed by Judd Apatow. Oh, no. Features an ensemble cast including Karen Gillan, uh, Judd Apatow's daughter. Yep, Maude. Fred Armisen. <laughs> yep. Iris, actually. Key, uh, Maria Bakalova, David Duchovny, Keegan-Michael Key, yep. Leslie Mann, Kate McKinnon, yep. Pedro Pascal, Guz Khan, Peter Serafinowicz. A lot of names. Yeah, no, I've Came seen the trailer. For, I saw the trailer for this movie. I can't, for the life of me, remember the name of it. I'm just going to say eggplant emoji. Uh, Bree, you got a chance to steal. <laughs> eggplant emoji? It's a movie on Netflix. <laughs> I think it's just called Dicks or something. Oh, uh, yeah, I don't. <laughs> you don't go? No, I don't know. 
A lot of famous people involved in this movie probably cost them a lot of money. Yeah, yeah, no, I can Whoa. remember seeing the trailer. Colin, you want to do it before I just say it? <laughs> yeah. Um, At least everyone gets a chance this time for <laughs> yeah. yeah, right. Uh, I got nothing. Oh, it's the bubble. It's the bubble. bubble. Never heard of it. I definitely watched yeah. the trailer for the bubble. And you could have given me three multiple choice answers and I probably still wouldn't have gotten it right. I remember watching the trailer. And I feel like Judd Apatow was a big deal for a while. He <laughs> made a bunch of movies that went on 45 minutes too long and then I stopped watching uh, his movies. Spoiler, he always did that. Yeah. 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 yeah, they're all 45 minutes. I was fine with this as 40, but I think that was the last time. I think I was like, you know, I'm good. And then I didn't really watch. I definitely watched Funny People, but I barely remember it. Like Trainwrecked. Yeah. Knocked Up was King fine. Of, I like uh, Staten Island. Yeah, I haven't seen King of Staten Island. Island. Yeah. King of Staten Island is good. Yeah. But did he write that? He directed it. I know he directed it, but there's, he a, difference he didn't write, there's a difference. Did he not write this either? He didn't write the book. There's a difference between a Judd Apatow movie and like a uppercase Judd Apatow movie where he like wrote direct everything. I, I feel like since Funny People where that was kind of a more personal movie and that one did not do well, he's been kind of holding back a bit uh, and I don't know. That's what it seems like ever since then. Bree, number between one and eight, six and eight are gone. Four. My number. It's messed up. <laughs> <clears throat> okay, this is from the directors of the last couple Avengers movies. Um, written by people who wrote a lot of the MCU movies. Stars Ryan Gosling, Chris Evans, Anna Darnimus, uh, Jessica Henwick's in there from Matrix and briefly Game of Thrones. Uh, I guess Billy Bob Thornton's in it too. Uh, it costs Netflix $200 million to make it. It's probably targeted at someone in your age range. <laughs> Has attractive people in it. Ah, oh, Ryan Gosling? Uh, the yep. gauze. I can beat Bob. <laughs> yeah. Um, this okay. movie came out uh, about three weeks ago. Three? Oh, wait. It's it's a color. Um, <laughs> <ugh>. Blue. <laughs> I think it's one it's, of three colors. I think it's red. Something red. Something or something red? Or is it not red? I can I can see why you're saying that, but it's not. No, then it's another one because a red I think is the one with Gal Gadot in it. Um, yes. Oh, I can't think of what fucking color this is. All right, Colin. <laughs> gray Man. It's the Gray there Man. Okay. Yeah, yeah. I knew it was a color. Oh. I've been, it's, I like that movie. It was pretty fun. I haven't seen it. Colin's got one. Vaz has got two after the first three questions. And the next one's to Colin. He's got a chance to go ahead between one and eight. Let's go with three. Three, okay. Uh, this is a vampire film directed by someone in their directorial debut, I believe, uh, formerly a a stunt choreographer or martial artist named J.J. Perry. Um, stars Jamie Foxx, Dave Franco, oh Snoop Dogg, Scott Adkins. It came yeah. out three days ago. I, I was going to say, it's the one that just <laughs> came out, isn't it? I was literally looking at it on my next Netflix banner yesterday and was like, oh, you know what? I should watch this at some point. It cost Netflix $100 million, and you saw it the other day. Do you remember it for their investment? <laughs> I'm just going to go with, a ra- like, blood? Not quite. No. Can Do you guys want to say it before I say oh, it? I don't know it. <laughs> oh, it's the day shift. It's called the day shift. That's so good. It looks, I, I want to watch it. It came looks, out 72 hours ago. <laughs> <laughs> this is what I'm talking about. 
This is how Netflix said they don't want to make vanity projects mm. like the Irishman anymore. <laughs> Spending hundreds of millions of dollars on this bullshit. <laughs> <laughs> it seems silly. It, yeah, I actually want to watch it. I haven't. I'm, I think I'm going to like it a lot. <laughs> uh, so Vaz takes a maybe commanding lead. He's up three to one, and he gets pick. All right, give me the deuce. Number two. The the show, but yeah, yeah. <laughs> this Dave one. Franco. This one is the lone non Netflix movie. Um, it is. Um, this one is upsetting to me because I feel like there's no buzz for it, even though it comes out in. A little less than two weeks. Three thousand years longing. Yep. <laughs> Go, what was it? Are we allowed to, are we allowed to curse on this podcast? <laughs> yeah. Go fuck yourself. <laughs> so I'm, I'm disappointed. I'm disappointed in the lack of buzz because it's George Miller's follow up to Mad Max Fury yep. Road, and he hasn't oh, made a movie shit. in seven and years. It's Elba, uh, and Tilda Swinton. Maybe her last role. Oh really? I heard that she was going to retire, but uh, who knows? I mean, I'll, been, I'll admit I hadn't heard anything about it, but like that. Hearing that that's yes, it looks good. It looks fun. It looks crazy. It's the follow up. It's George Miller's follow up to Mad Max Fury Road. It's out in less than two weeks, and it's a it's a tree falling in the forest. Sucks. Uh, Vaz is up four one to zero and zero. Total eight. Uh, yeah. There's eight and then a bonus. All right, you guys have to hand them to me so that I can potentially change. I know a lot about movies. I keep up with zero current event movies. Like I just done the the bonus is going to be like get closest to the number and whoever gets that gets gotcha. we'll say a number of points that would would tie you with Vaz whatever it is <laughs> <laughs> one uh number one yes okay this movie Spiderhead <laughs> it's not Spiderhead damn it <laughs> you can't pause this this movie is um it's not Spiderhead I'm not gonna know <laughs> This movie is coming out on Netflix later this year, but is premiering in less than a month at the Toronto International Film Festival, yet hasn't released a trailer yet. It's the sequel to Knives Out. <laughs> What's it called? What's his name? Keep in mind. for $5 million. <laughs> What's that name? Keep in mind, um, a little uh, about a year and a half ago, Netflix paid $469 million to put out the next two Knives Out movies. One of them premieres in less than a month. What's it called? I love Knives Out. <laughs> Knives Out is it's one a of sequel. my favorite movies. What is uh, it? Oscar, What's that name? It was a big surprise hit. Yep. It was nominated for Best Original Screenplay. every actor in Knives Out. Uh, the sequel is in addition to Daniel Craig reprising his role as Benoit Blanc. Oh, that sucks because I was definitely going to guess ben, or the origins <laughs> of Benoit Blanc. Is that your guess? No. Official? Uh, Edward Norton, uh, Janelle Monet, Catherine Hahn are in go. this one. Uh, Dave gun, Batista. Guns Out. <laughs> it's not Guns Out. Brief. And it's a movie that premieres in less than a month. Uh. They paid half a billion dollars for it. <laughs> Yeah, I don't. And that was just for the rights. That's not even the production. Knives Out 2, Electric Boogaloo. Not quite. (laughs) Colin? Boz, you're enjoying this too much. (laughs) I don't know what you mean. It's like we're both hosting. Uh, (laughs) I'm like the plant. Yes. (laughs) House party. Uh, Glass Onion? It is Glass Onion. What? Oh, that doesn't even sound familiar. Never mind. Yeah, I I guess I didn't even know. Well, Someone's it's someone's job to make you familiar with that, and it's not. Why would they name it Onion? Ugh. 
That doesn't yeah, evoke good feelings. Just it's, play the Beatles of old time. They could have played Green Onions by Booker G and the whatever. <laughs> Booker uh, G and the MGs. Sorry, I missed. Vaz has five. Colin's I got know. one, and it's Bree's number seven. Um, this movie premiered on Netflix in June. No. <laughs> I've mentioned it on the podcast before. No. It, uh, it premiered while the director had a different movie that was the number no! one movie in America. <laughs> uh, that director being Joseph Kaczynski. No! It stars Chris Hemsworth no! and Miles Taylor. Really don't say it. There's a chance I can beat him. No, no my God. I need a uh, point. This is Spiderhead. <laughs> this is Spiderhead. <laughs> I want to be on the board. That's fair. <laughs> I'm upset. <laughs> this was a horrible movie. Was a, it, a movie that I know you guys have seen. Yeah. Is it yes. bad? It's on it my really potential bad. to watch Don't list. Watch okay, it. fair enough. Though. Read the short story. It okay. cost Netflix a hundred million dollars. <laughs> Wasted. Three. Yeah, there's a cup. There's still a couple left. Oh, okay. um, five is not also open. Five, three is not open, though. Oh, so oh it's five. Okay. Yeah, five then. Five. Five. Uh, Bree has one, Colin has one, Vaz has five, correct? <laughs> so there should be yes. only one left. There should be only one left, and he just picked it. This movie is um, an animated movie that features voices of Glenn Powell, speaking of Top Gun Maverick. Oh, no, fuck me. <laughs> uh, Jack Black, Zachary Levi. It's directed by the Richard Linklater, who directed Days and Confused, the Before Trilogy, Boyhood. Everybody wants some. Don't do your wistful side. <laughs> I, mm, my father's was the worst winner of all time. <laughs> I think it's this. It's God. This one came out back in March on Netflix. Oh, this is maybe not what I'm thinking. Of. No, sorry, April first on Netflix. I think you're thinking of the 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 C one. Yeah, that's it's not that one. Oh, then fuck <laughs> me. Um, I almost put Sea Beast on this, but Sea Beast. I still need to watch Sea Beast. It seems great. Well, yeah, I didn't want to like rag on it because it's fairly recent. Apparently, it's pretty good. <laughs> and then I got no idea on this one. I got it. Yeah. Uh, you guys. <laughs> no. You got You got to get it. You got to get it correct though. Oh. Um, it's uh, Apollo 10 and a half, a space-age childhood. Yep. Oh, <laughs> I was really hoping he was going to mess up like a clearly no. obvious word. And I, was yeah. I saw the movie. Uh, like it was the Apollo. <laughs> Quick aside, yeah. CB seems great. Um, that one shot of the cre- like the deep creature that mm-hmm. sinks back in, like that thalassophobia feeling, it's just like so Oh, jeez, yeah. Ah, it's good. Yeah. It. So Vaz is at six. Fucking hell, man. Uh, Colin and Bree both have one. This list question is for five points. <laughs> what? 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 Yeah, come on. <laughs> I, I, I did have it written down here. It's for five points. All right. <laughs> Just get it right. Maybe. Uh, so today is, as we're recording this, August 15th, because by the time this episode comes out, the number will be different. But as of today, August 15th, how many, and we'll go around, and everyone can pick a number, how many feature films has Netflix put out this year? And it's, so it's feature films, so it doesn't count documentaries or TV shows. Uh, we can start start with Vaz and go backwards. I'm gonna say he, he has the most points, and so then, maybe he should go last, I have last as far as <laughs> Vaz can go last because he does he gets an advantage. He gets an advantage for being <laughs> in first. 
I was definitely going to put say one more than whatever Voss said. <laughs> Go. Uh, 27. Okay. 27. Oh, that's so close to what I was going to guess. I'm going to guess like 36. Okay. 23. Okay. I'm going to guess uh, 73. Uh, Vaz is the closest, but he's under by 20. Uh, I knew they were releasing a bunch of garbage. Netflix has uh, put out 93 movies so far in 2022. They got a lot of shovelware on there. I think uh, planned to release on their calendar is, if you count those, it goes up to like 120, I want to say. Something like that. Yeah. and (laughs) God. So, yeah. So that's why I said the number is going to change because I think two come out at the end of this week. <laughs> and I think there's, so that's what, like two a week, I think is the average, something like that. Uh, two and a half a week, maybe. Maybe. Yeah. That's bonkers. Uh, so, yeah. <laughs> so I didn't mean it to be completely Netflix focused, but I started looking at their stuff. I was like, well, they're paying a lot of money for these things. Yeah. We got We got to talk <laughs> oh, about Jesus. this. It's their hemorrhaging. That's crazy. <laughs> anyway, so Vaz went, yeah, you hear about this? <laughs> uh, good job, Vaz. Oh, thank you. With eleven points, I guess. I'm, I'm, we should. We should. So you should at the beginning of this, just like before anyone starts talking, just be like, please wait till the end and just listen, at least one play the game, like or at least listen to the game. I might put. I might put in the description like there is game at the end. <laughs> um, yeah, I think. Well, yeah, I mean, he got sots and crambles, yeah, so he gets, yeah. Yeah. Well, he gets to gets to win. Crambled. <laughs> <laughs> it's fun that it worked out that way. Uh, anyway, yeah. Well, I guess what am I supposed to say? But it's always nice to podcast, even if just for an hour. <laughs> uh, thanks for being on the podcast, and thanks for listening. You can find us on latetothemovies.com. I never mentioned that there's a website. There is. From there, you can navigate to all the different places you can listen if you're not sure where you want to go. It's Stitcher, Spotify, Podbeans, Google Podcasts. That's just Googling this podcast and listen, press and play. <laughs> Google Podcasts. Um, I forgot to get any of the big ones. iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Um, I mentioned Podbean, so that's all that matters. You can go on Public, find our storefront, buy all the shirts. There's only a few thousand left, so get them while they're hot. Um <laughs> You can also get us, uh, you can get us, you can send us an email at late to the movies at gmail.com. That's again, the number two late to the movies underscore podcast on Instagram.com. If you want to see a nice poster that we do every week where it looks, I don't know. I don't know. I think they're fun. I think they're funny. If you don't think so, don't tell me. I do love those posters. Thank you. (laughs) Um, I didn't mean to go so aggro at the end here. (laughs) Uh, yeah, that's, that's pretty much it. I just feel like I'm forgetting something, but you know, whatever. (laughs) You mentioned pot beans, so. Yeah. Then what else is there really? I want to keep doing the podcast, but I'm just all about sex right now. (laughs) Specifically with not this podcast. (laughs) So I'm going to (laughs) go. Thanks guys. Sam, Bree, Colin, Vaz. Woo. 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 Thanks for having me. Anytime. Bye. (laughs) 